Well, or am I, I just an old man yelling at a cloud? Like, what's going on? I don't think the comments are acceptable either. I mean, unless... Y- y- yeah, to Karen's point, I don't think they're acceptable. It's just made acceptable because you know that guy and you're you're like, oh, they don't really, you know, they're just kind of, like, like you, you let it go because you know them. But, I mean, if it's some random guy at the gas station, if you, you know, you're going to make a big deal because you don't know them. I think you just, you let you let it go and you just kind of, because it's someone you know, you're yeah. like, oh. Well, well this, is part of, cool. this is part of the reprogramming then. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of guys think that's okay. A lot of but guys it's not, think, yeah. like, okay, liking a picture is one thing, but the comments and the emojis, they need to be educated. Mm-hmm. Because if you guys are saying they're the same thing mm-hmm. and they're just as unacceptable, then why are we, why are we not very clear? Because well, a lot of men are thinking it's okay. Call I don't, stick in the mud, but I, I, I feel like it's it, it's both the same. You can't over, you can't be like sexual, like you're supposed to be pure no matter what. And there's, I feel like there's this cognitive dissonance that happens when those the, that old school mentality, like when you don't talk to don't talk to your son. Like think about every every woman, every girl that you meet as your mother or your sister, and what how would you like to treat her? Yeah, right. See, but like there are like pure ways to compliment a girl. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to also touch on that. Like, obviously on the street, like there's inappropriate ways to hit on a girl. Like you say, like nasty comments to them. But there's also like, oh hey, like you're beautiful, like you're pretty. Like, I think that's fine. Also, like, yeah, like, but I still I'm don't use that if you're not allowed to. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, no. it's definitely the intention, and I think you know the intention when you know the person. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if yeah, it's like I a random dude right. like, at a gas station being like, oh, you're so fine, blah, 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 it's like, <laughs> go away, creep. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But if it's like a good friend and it's like, oh, you're so pretty, it's like, oh, thank you so much. You know, it's like, I know his intentions are like, right. you know, good, at least I hope. But, you know? do, you, <laughs> but do you really know his intentions are good? I was going to say, at least because I hope. You can never tell. Like, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, those of you that don't have brothers, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain this, but uh, uh, men are very visual, okay? And when they see something, they might be hiding, right, their actual intentions. That's mm-hmm. why I love your point. Yeah. But, you know, oh, you look you look so beautiful. Your makeup is just perfect. Yeah, but in his head, it's like... Something inside <laughs> totally me. Totally different. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Something inside inside me as a man that that uh, has a younger sister when I would when I would see that or experience that I'd be like, Ugh. oh my like literally course, yeah. my brother yeah, yeah, my brother yeah. rages of like course. my brother hates it like well, if, because like I, I'm not, I might be judging the guy right I, and I probably am no I am I know I am <laughs> oh she's a very beautiful woman she's very pretty but there's I thought in the back of your mind like well, it would be nice to be more than just friends with that person right so so why are we introducing that into someone's psyche because that's something the devil can latch on. Right, like so. So who's to, who's at fault? The girl posting the picture, the guy commenting on the picture, or Mark Zuckerberg for creating Facebook? Like, who's who's, who's well, at I mean, fault? I don't think it's uh, there's Mark, like a Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg for sure. Um, I don't think there's like a whole f- fault here. Again, you know, attack me if I'm wrong, right? But um, oh, you, th- you think we're gonna stop? Like, yeah, like, we're ready. <laughs> Why do you think I came on the podcast? You guys need an outlet, right? So I think like okay. Let's say someone says, oh, you're pretty, you know, on a comment or whatever, right? And you guys are, like, friends. But let's say that person has intentions who are, like, you know, oh, it would be nicer to be more than friends, right? 
at least he's controlling himself. You know what I mean? Like he's not doing anything. He's just saying like you look good. You know, you, you, you know I said that in a very nice way because we're on the air. Yeah. Like there, I don't think all men are saying, "Oh, I would love to be more than friends." I think, I think, you know. The, I, that's you get what it? Mean. Yeah, no, I get it. I get thing? it. Yeah, I get you know, it. Okay. for sure. Like, 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 I'm not like, dumb, you know. Like Christ says, if you look at someone lustfully exactly. committed adultery. Okay, all right. Thank you. That's a good. Okay, <laughs> that? that's a good point. <laughs> but but my point is like that person didn't let know. the man get his amens. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Amen. <laughs> like, he controlled himself. You know, he didn't do anything crazy. He's still trying his best. Obviously, you said the devil could latch onto that and, you know, do worse and all that stuff. But I think it's, how, how do you know? How do you, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Just, how do you know he's controlling himself? Because, he didn't do because, because you, you know that, like, guys, girls, this, this may be very creepy for you. And I don't want you to start looking and reviewing your, your phone. But there are some guys that, not all, by the way, but there are some guys that you probably consider a good friend. And you know it's never going to go past that, right? But they don't know that yet. Like I, I just, I just want you to be aware. Guys are not very good at understanding and reading women in general. <laughs> in general, just because you're very complicated, right? So, so there's some guys on your list. Rest assured that think that there's a chance, or you might already be in that space, and you know for a fact it's never going to happen, right? So, so how do, how does he even know? So. Obviously, communication, right? We're kind of going back last week into yeah, the whole yeah. relationship thing, right? But um, obvious. When I say control, I just mean like at least he's not getting too close, too physical, too creepy, or whatever, right? And if that's starting to happen, communicate. Say, hey, look, no, stop, right? And I think within our culture or church and religion, hopefully that's that. You know, okay, I got it, right? But if it goes past that, then I think that's where the whole issue comes up right so I, th I think you were saying you were asking about um so like if someone you know if if a girl posts a picture and a guy comments um so who's who's at fault there i mean i don't think obviously depends what kind of picture i mean if it's if if it's just a girl in you know in her church clothes and there's nothing provocative about it i mean you can't fault the girl for that um but at the same time like yes like we said before um i mean modesty and don't dress provocatively and all of that but at the same time like guys like karen said need to know their boundaries too and i mean like there's just some things you say and some things you don't say i mean what what goes in your mind can be sinful too but i mean putting it out on paper or on the internet whatever for everyone to see doesn't help the situation either so to that extent i mean they're at fault for putting that out there um, and you know we've been ragging on guys but girls do this too girls comment stuff on guys pages and yeah. with you know intentions as well like we're talking about so it goes both ways and it goes to the whole double standard you guys are giving me faces but it's it, it happens it's true okay i know no, it may happen but not may often. it happens definitely not often okay, but okay. <laughs> i think like how we mentioned earlier kind of we kind of touched on this how like families early in the days or even families nowadays they have they used to maybe even in our culture they have pre-assigned roles where the woman is the um, caretaker of the kids the birther the cook the cleaner laundry person everything <laughs> and the men are the breadwinners and obviously now in like a household dynamic that has changed because i think if you noticed a lot of places or a lot of families that still go with that routine 
tend to burn out or I feel like they're unhappy or there's no balance. It's like a lack of teamwork, you know, it's just kind of like you're codependent upon each other and without the other person, it's kind of just like, well, I'm going to keep doing my thing. You keep doing your thing. And we're just walking parallel to each other. But there's no like intertwined groom yeah there's no intersection there's no love <laughs> yeah exactly it's just kind of like this is your task this is my task let's do it but it's not like you know i okay today tonight i'm gonna the guy may cook or you know may do the laundry or the girl will be the one working and the guy will stay home with the kids you know stuff like that um i think nowadays things have like become more progressive in a way where the dynamics of a family have have become more cohesive and much more of like a balanced teamwork effort um but yeah yeah sorry i agree that it doesn't work now but so why why do we think it worked you know in our parents and our grandparents time like what what was different was it the lot was it like the media was portraying things differently or i guess lack of the media because they didn't have really <laughs> media. but um what do you think was different let me shatter this. I don't think this ever was that way. I think we have this perspective, and there may have been a short period of time in history where that was a thing, where the mm -hmm. roles were kind of like that. But if you go back to agrarian culture, where we all lived in the same house and we farmed our land, we all worked together. Yeah. The woman worked in the in the field, and the man worked in the field. Yes, the woman did so a lot of the time do the cooking, but it wasn't like oh, you have to do this and you have to do that, and it was a loving all working together now you get the industrial revolution the men go outside of the house the women stay in the house and then it winds up being a divide and mm -hmm. so you have this time period where this artificial divide happened and now we're sort of coming back together well i think also like i mean in my grandma's generation like do you have to it was a second and third world country and a lot of women at that time just i feel like just didn't have a very higher education and didn't pursue mm -hmm. jobs like that was mm -hmm. just how it was mm -hmm. and all they did was yeah cook clean and take care of their kids like that was their job and the man was working so i feel like okay, they didn't have that opportunity yeah, yeah they just didn't have mm -hmm. i feel like they just yeah. didn't have that opportunity but when they were given the opportunity to work i feel like that was just like an added stress and their at home like their home duties responsibilities or, yeah. uh -huh. were never like divided Div yeah exactly mm -hmm. they weren't divided yeah. well you added a factor right. without going back Removing. and saying hey how do we readjust things so that we right. work the way it mm -hmm. used to work yeah right and i think nowadays it's it's come down to i you know a lot of psychology i'm sure has gone into this where they realize that communication is key teamwork is key you know rebalancing recalibrating um you know everything really helps to have a much more dynamic and efficient family rather than just you know the mom continues with her role but now we're just adding a job a full-time job so it's like when yeah. are they supposed to cook and clean and pick up the kids and drop them off to school and all that stuff right. yeah so she's working five days a week and cooking and doing all the cleaning and right. doing, like so really yeah. working seven yeah, exactly. days a week yeah no <laughs> working 14 days in, in a seven day period basically. yeah, yeah. exactly and that's like a full like 18 hour day yeah like that's, yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> So, so then let me just let me just ask the question that I think is on a lot of, a lot of people's minds, which is, um, if everything is everyone's job, right? If it's the man's job to be the caretaker and it's the woman's job to also be the caretaker, and they're both also responsible for their own careers and bringing money to the table and all of that, right? 
Um, how does how does a family function that way versus the traditional role, where uh, the woman's responsibilities were everything inside the house and the men's responsibilities were everything outside? What are the pros and cons? I mean, I think it comes down to what you're good at too. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, like if sure. the woman sucks at cooking, then and the <laughs> guy doesn't, then let the guy cook. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if if they don't know how to separate whites and colors, then don't do laundry. You know, like basic things. It's very like segregational. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's also like a, a team effort. I don't think it's you know one is assigned to the other or the other is assigned to the other. But yeah. Going back to the marriage topic, one thing I've learned over the years is that assignments are not very good. It's like, it's not very loving to just be like, oh, here's your assignment, here's my assignment. Well, you didn't do your assignment. I'm not going to help you with it. Like, that, that'll never work. Yeah, it should just be like a natural, like, It's like, pull up your weight. Yeah. Like, I would think that you should want to help, like, because the house or, like, you know, assuming you're, you know, you're married, you have a family, it's not only yours, it's all of yours. So you should want to help and, you know, make things better for your, you know, for your spouse, for your kids, for, you know. For an organizational. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From an organizational standpoint, it may be helpful to say, okay, this is this person's primary responsibility and this is this person's mm -hmm. pri primary responsibility, but you can't have that be in, like a, a, a divide. Hard line, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, like if, if one parent is supposed to pick up the, I'm talking as if I have kids. If one parent <laughs> is supposed to be the one picking up the kids, but then they end up having to work overtime and the parent, the other parent is free, then okay, they'll go pick it up. But it's not like, no, I, I don't cross that line, you know, like. Without mm. grumbling. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if, if you look at um, the, the gifts and the differences that we referenced at the beginning of this conversation, um, there are certain things that women do much better than men, especially when it comes to love and providing care to children. Um, it doesn't give the man the excuse to wash his hands completely and never change a diaper and never be there for the kids and never see them. No, absolutely not. You know, that is, that is more uh, cultural than it is traditional, than it is religious, right? Uh, in order for a child to be raised in the way of our Lord, then both the mother and the father must engage with the child and be responsible for him. But that doesn't say that, you know, the man has to do everything the woman has to do. Absolutely not. That, that is ignorant of the differences between men and women, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when my kids get hurt, they, they're looking for mom. Like I could be right there right next to them trying to soothe them and they will be like, mama, and like run away from me. <laughs> like, no, not you. You don't know what you're doing. Like, I want mama. Like, or, or when they're sick, when they're sick, my, you know, especially when they were younger, they didn't want to leave mom. They would hang around her neck in her hood and they, they didn't want to leave because, you know, I, the, mom would have to use the bathroom and she'd give me the baby. The baby wouldn't stop crying until mom came back. Right? You, know, you know what I mean? So there are certain things that a woman does better. There are certain things that a man does better. Right? And it could be a disciplinarian. It could be someone who goes out there and helps them learn how to do things or you know, ride their own bike. Not that a woman can't teach her, their daughter or son how to ride a bike. Of course she can. But the point is this. If within that household there is an agreement between the man and the woman what the responsibilities are and they're playing into each other's strengths and not saying completely ignorant, you have to do 50%, I have to do 50%. And, you know, that's not okay. That's not okay. You have to be respectful of the reason why God created man and woman, right? God saw man, created man first. Okay, fine. People are like, oh, my God, God created man first. That means he loves man first. No, he doesn't. Equally loved. In fact, he creates man, and he looks down, and he says, 
this is not good. Man being alone, no, it's not going to work, right? I did the stars and the heavens and the sun and the earth, and I, and I said, and it was good. But when I saw a man alone, not going to work. He left it to his own devices. He goes crazy. So let me create woman, right? Let me create woman, which, which together acts as a balancing force, right? And acts together as a containment, a safety field for the children to be raised in, in, in God's image. So if we were to have that and there was to be understanding, then great. For some people, the traditional model is going to work. For some people, an agreement can be made as long as they both are truly in agreement. And the woman stays and, and does the house responsibilities and the man can go and have a job, right? For other families, that might not necessarily be the deal. But the fact of the matter is there has to be an agreement and that has to be done with the father of confession, but also respectful of each other's viewpoints and strengths and God-given talents. Can we disagree on that? Do we agree on that? What do you guys think? Agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. Okay. As with everything, don't be rigid. So over time, that may change, and you have to be willing to have that discussion again. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Yeah, because what if some like what if one partner like starts a new job and it's more time consuming, and then the other the, the other person should be willing to step in and help. And I think to Nicole's point, like there should be that love and that compassion that you want to help your your other half. It's not like. Okay, I did my part. Like, that's all you know. Let's say the man loses his job and the woman mm-hmm. has an opportunity to work. Does he go, nope, you can't take that. And we're just going to continue living like... In poverty. Yeah. In poverty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. So um, back to the subject between gender equalities and roles. Uh, what do we think about uh, raising the next generation? Because as every society, uh, as every generation... Uh, you know, comes and goes. We are pulling further and further away from what the Christian ideals of what is gender and what are gender roles and what 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 is right and what is wrong. And what can we do? You know, as as uh, older generation, not necessarily ones that have kids, but just in general, what can we do to uh, help clarify that which is right and that which is wrong? You know, and make it much easier for the next generations to better understand. You know, when it comes to gender roles, uh, what's permissible and what isn't? What's Christian? What isn't? What do you guys think? Be the change you want. Act that way. If you really believe it. I mean, it's the most basic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, be the change. So. <laughs> I think Very it's, traditional slogan. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, but I Isn't how it is, right? So, like, let's say, you know, a boy in our church or whatever, right, totally agrees with all this stuff, wants things to change. He'll grow up to be a man who believes in these things. Therefore, his son, when he looks up to him, sees that and he becomes that way as well so the tricky part's like having the discipline and conviction to like not fall to traditional habits or whatever i think irene touched on it earlier um about education too i'm you know just if you want like if we want guys and girls to act a certain way or to you know adhere to the biblical view of what gender roles are i mean how how are they going to know what it is if they're living you know if they're living it if they're living in society and they see something different in society and they're not getting that education from their house you know from their parents so how are they going to know i mean obviously the church is there too but the parents you know the parents task the parents blessing the parents duty is to um teach their kids and i mean that goes for guys and girls um and just kind of explaining how things should be done yeah it should be treated the same as any other thing because i think 
you made a good point. It, what they see in society is very different from our Christian ways, and that's not just you know gender roles or relationships, but everything else. And I think it, it should be given the same importance to, to educate our kids on this just as much as we educate them on you know why our religion is different or why we don't do this, this, and this. And I think it's it's also we kind of sometimes tend to overestimate how much influence the church has on you know upbringing and stuff because you know when kids go to Sunday school or church whatever it's one to two days a week max mm-hmm. right but the other you know five six days they're 24 7 with their parents so if they're and I think like Mark said too I mean as parents you're the model for your kids so whatever they see is going to be the primary picture in their head of what you know a relationship is supposed to be like and what gender roles look like um so it it definitely starts at home and i think that's that's the most important mm-hmm. yeah and with that this is what we do with closing time folks what, what we're going to talk about is we're going to go around the table everyone's going to talk about what they're taking away what their viewpoints are what benefits what nuggets of golden nuggets of wisdom that they're going to take back uh what you would teach someone what you would tell someone if they said hey what did you learn from today so irene go um, I would say, like, don't um, underestimate the value of educating um, the people around you and kids um, that you are taking care of or parenting. Karen, go. Uh, I think I learned that the married life is a lot different than societal uh, view of gender roles. Um, and I, I learned what it's like to, kind, you know, be kind and want to help the other person. Um, even if that's not the case, and just friendships outside of marriage. Jenny. Um, that we are, you have to make a change by starting with yourself. So if you want society to be different, and if you want people to, res- you know, show the same respect to men and women, then you have to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mike. That God created men and women equal, yes. and He gave each one of us different talents. And the problem with a lot of these issues that we're talking about with society is that we've deviated from the way that he created us, and we need to go back to that. Mark? I think that as each generation comes along and grows, things will change as well as, you know, it, like education becomes a more important thing in each generation. Nicole? Um, I would say that education um, would be like the first step to change. I mean, you have to start with the education and then go on from there. And Justine. I hate being lost because everyone takes all the points. But um, I guess respect for the other gender, understanding kind of like what Mike said, that every gender, every person has a specific role, a specific talent in society, and appreciating not only your own role, but the roles of other people so that, you know, you understand how cohesively everybody's supposed to work together. Because without that, then we just have a very imbalanced society as we see today. And, you know, we'll just not never live in harmony. It'll just be a constant battle to get better. So I think understanding your own role, your own um, uh, talents and the roles of others as well and how you work together. The Bible says, God created them, man and woman, he created them, right? And for anyone to think that one is better than the other, or one is more loved than the other, or one is more appreciated than the other, you're not thinking in the Christian mindset. You're not thinking the way God is thinking. But 
that doesn't mean that there aren't any differences. There are differences between men and women, men and women, and those differences exist for for reasons that God has decided on, for reasons that a God sees are necessary, and we see them necessary too. I mean, imagine if the world was all men. Imagine if the world was all women. It just wouldn't work out. But then at the same token, imagine if someone can say, God, you made a mistake. You should have made me a woman, or you should have made me a man. That's not acceptable here. God made you the way you are for a very specific reason, to accomplish a very specific goal, to live a very specific life, a life that is contributed and dedicated completely to him and doing good for for others and loving others, right? And sometimes we fall in the selfish trap of thinking that just because others are treating us badly because of our gender, that we can hate them or we can resist them or that we can be their enemies. What does the Bible say about it? Love your enemies, regardless of what they do to you. Pray for them right? Do good to those who do, who do evil to you. That's what we should be doing. That's what we should be focused on. Not necessarily spewing hate, which is happening a lot in today's society, for those people that don't see things God's way, which is our way, right? God's way is our way. So at the end of the day, the most important thing is to live as an embodiment of the values that God has given us and treating everyone equally, treating everyone with love uh, and making sure that people who, you know, are discriminated against or made to feel inferior are supported and loved by us because that's so important and that's these are the lessons this is the type of community that we should have in our churches these are the lessons we should be teaching future generations uh and, and our own children and then when it comes to be between a man and a woman in a relationship in a in a, uh, a marriage the decisions that they have to make cannot be selfish they have to be made with respect and love of each other, of God first, of each other second, and of course the children. And, and it's very, very important that we keep that in mind. And it could be as simple as the man changing in a diaper, and it could be as complicated as who works and who doesn't. At the end of the day, if you do all things, making sure that you love each other ver- fervently, then you know what? The, love covers a multitude of sins. And at the end of the day, imagine what happens if we don't do this. Imagine if what happens if, if we just go with the flow and let the world wash us away into the craziness that it's going. What's going to happen to the future generations of the church? And that's what you need to think about. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are very, very happy that you're with us. If you have any questions, you have any comments, hit us up on our social media. Uh, if you're local to St. Mary's Delray, we want to see you every other Friday um, where we talk about these subjects a lot more in depth and we get a lot more viewpoints and we get you know, you, you think Mark was, uh, you know, the guy that's the, the troll? No, he wasn't. We gotta, I'm we, a troll. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mark. So, so, so come and join us. It's a lot more lively discussion. If not, if you're far away, hit us up. Let us know what you need. Let us know what you want. Let us know what questions you have. We are more than happy to help you. Uh, and with that, uh, remember, God loves you. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.